And somehow had that hope, saying it'll happen. I still have hope, yeah. you know, hoping that I will make it big, you know, or I will do this, I will do that with acting, with modeling, or with with my DJ. And I still think of it that way, and I I'd probably never give up. Having said that, I will continue doing it as long as I enjoy doing it. The moment it kind of, you know, I stop enjoying it, I think I'm, I I'll probably just do something else. And I'm very okay and accepting of it. Hey guys, that was Martin Dzuza. He's a DJ, actor, model, and a KJ. Yeah, that's right. He's a KJ, which is basically a karaoke jockey. Stick around to understand what that is if you haven't heard of one, and how super awesome fun it is to be one. So in this episode, we talk about the right way to learn things when you're in college, and how you can really put yourself out there and even enjoy your college days. how hard work and hustle never really stop and should never stop and how hope can be a good fuel for your mind and how it can really urge and spur you on and keep you at it so yeah in this episode we also go into a lot of memories brands and instances from how india and bangalore was back in the day so if you if you are an 80s kid or 90s kid then you're in for a true treat and uh, Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to experience it. If you like the intro and you like where this episode's heading, then consider smashing the like button and showing the YouTube algorithm what's up. And also, yeah, if you're listening to this over audio and if if you haven't subscribed or followed our show yet, then consider hitting the follow button too. Cool. Let's get right into the episode then. This is episode 37 with Martin Dzuza. There is no start or end to the show. Yeah, okay. we probably started like when you walked in itself, okay. like uh, shooting you on the CCTV and. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I should have to sign you up for this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, dude, I am super glad you're finally here. I think, yeah. uh, like you said, you've had a couple of tough weekends and yeah. you've been traveling for quite a while now. And I'm glad that we finally made time, and yeah. we're sitting here and having a conversation. And yeah, finally, I'm coffee. having your coffee. Yeah, finally. it's good. And it's great. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love awesome. black coffee. So yeah? yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome, cool. So, I, 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 I reached out to you, and what really caught my eye, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier as well, is I looked at your Instagram profile, and the thing that caught my eye is I'm doing. I, I quit my regular job to do what I love, and just and about that, you have literally. There's like a gamut of things that you have jotted down. <laughs> yeah. So it's this, 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 and then at the end is like photography and traveling and this. And yeah. I'm just like, wow, that's great. And when you look at your photos, and I think your journey too. When I spoke to you about yeah. that, it really does encapsulate all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I can't wait to like you know really dive deep and let our viewers and listeners know too how you've really gotten here. Yeah. But going through all of that, I think you know you come from uh, initially a very conventional mindset, and then you suddenly you know decide to just take. Couple of one eighties and just like go, you know, all all over the yeah. place, right? I think I think more than conventional, it was fear. I think it yeah. it it was that mindset. It it was just fear. Honestly, I think about it now, and and like what I'm doing now, I could have probably tried doing this a long time back as well. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Just 
just out of fear that's it happened, yeah. yeah and you decided to take that plunge relatively early on in your life right yeah i i would have loved to do it earlier, earlier <laughs> we all uh, do right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like i said i i think i have no regrets about starting off at whatever point i did but i think uh, i feel like i would have got a head start or i would have learned a lot more in whatever fields that i'm I, that i did pursue after that yeah yeah but having said that you know the the job that i did before that the jobs that i did before that actually taught me a lot it really taught me so much that uh, that i it i usually kind of use all those learnings and values into what i do today right. and it helps i yeah. i don't think you'll realize it immediately yeah but you know i think it it happens over a few years yeah for yeah. sure uh i think we should first and foremost talk about this fear bit because yeah there are two things here right one is how people who are relatively younger don't really know whether they're capable of doing something like this and yeah. whether you can even monetize it and forget because everyone's going into get you know making or building a career Yeah. always from a finance or monetization perspective yeah. all the time right yeah. it's only when you know shit hits the fan and then they're like ah oh, now i should really you know reconsider this whole thing yeah, and yeah. and more often than not and i think we are talking to one of our previous guests about this too he said off i mean off late i've been finding individuals who are doing this at a very young age yeah. and that's probably because the threshold has become so much easier for us to get ourselves and put ourselves out there yeah. uh, but if you think about maybe 10 20 years ago people were still like ah should i really do this because what's it going to do yeah. to me why why would i even do that because it's a big risk right and that fear of not knowing is like the scary shit out there yeah man it's it's crazy because i i completely agree with that i think i find a lot more people you know from the younger generation doing this right now yeah. immediately after college actually a lot of them do doing it during college yeah. and that's great and and they continue with it yeah uh, i multiple reasons maybe exposure um you know maybe inspiration yeah and like i said social media plays a big role and uh, i i think they have a better platform than what we did yeah no excuses you know i in, there are people who you know, back back in the day did these things right without thinking of anything else around them but they did it right i mean so that's why i said no excuses but i think the environment is more conducive nowadays more acceptable by society or by people than it was a few years ago for sure yeah definitely definitely yeah yeah, yeah. and the, so if you think about it there's uh, this whole conundrum right like years ago there was there were very few people doing this so yeah. competition wise it's it's like yeah, okay man. it's okay not yeah. once i put myself out there okay maybe i can shine because there are only few stars out there yeah. to shine right yeah. but in this case literally with everyone doing this yeah. that's all the more reason for you to not do it now you yeah. get it yeah, that's exactly. also another fear right because there's no niche anymore right <laughs> i mean in in a lot of fields yeah, you yeah. try to look for a niche and you're like man there are 10 other people who've been doing this for long enough yeah and you know who who are specialized in this now yeah. you know and and i'm entering this field now damn like what do i do yeah, yeah. i agree with that that like yeah. i said the grass is always greener <laughs> always always green always. yeah yeah. That, yeah yeah and and i think that fear that we have where do you think that fear comes from like for instance i know for the fact it's a it's a combination of a lot of things right yeah. it's how it could be how you're brought up yeah. to how society just looks at you yeah. it could be how your friends have something in mind and you're like maybe you always relate to your yeah. near and dear ones right yeah. like oh so you know a cousin who's done this so basically 
this is what the person's done after maybe getting a post graduation degree exactly. so then that's exactly yeah. how everyone's life supposed to be yeah. so you take it up to thinking oh that's exactly how i'm going to end up and then then you realize maybe it works for him or her but it doesn't work for me yeah so i think growing up at least you know back in the day a lot more uh there were very few professions that people thought were legit mm. <laughs> you know and uh, i i mean i'm sure it, it still happens yeah, yeah but i think we we faced it a lot more and uh, i think that was the root cause of all these problems that when when you were growing up you were told or you were made to believe that a certain career is what you have to look at Mm. Well, a certain career. I think there were three back then, three or four. <laughs> exactly, you yeah, count yeah. in one hand. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can actually just count in one hand. Yeah, and and you grow up that way, right? Yeah. And and even society at back then, uh, their acceptance level of you doing something else is very different. And I always give this example to parents or or elderly people or even friends for that matter. Yeah. That you know when when parents watch reality shows. and you see a kid dancing or a kid singing on a reality show they're like oh wow they're so talented yeah right but the reason you're you're seeing how talented they are is because a obviously you know it's their own effort but right. also that their parents have let them do what they want to do and have got them up on that platform yeah right and that's the reason you're appreciating it <laughs> but if it were your own kids you know in the same scenario you'd be like what are you doing in life right and i'm saying this is how it was stop embarrassing yeah, yourself stop embarrassing yourself and what are you doing you know so it's very very different and yeah. and i think that's how it was when we were growing up also society kind of had certain mandates um certain they had a picture of what a perfect professional life should be right professional and personal i would say and i think that really affected all of us a lot yeah. I, to a large extent actually even when i quit my job a lot of my friends uh you know i mean obviously a lot of them were supportive but there yeah. were people who actually told me hey what are you doing in life i mean yeah. are you sure you know how I, in fact when i started djing i still remember so many of them telling me how long will it last <laughs> right and yeah. and it's it's a i mean i it probably it came out of a place of concern obviously yeah. but you know it's it's 8 years since i've been djing or or 10 years since i've been hosting karaoke for example yeah and and i'm still doing it i'm still enjoying it and i'm still paying my bills with it yeah. right and and that's the I, i think that's one of the biggest mountains that you have to climb when when you're going through something like this is that people telling you these things so you take what helps you and you kind of ignore what doesn't i think it's it's just that yeah, yeah i think the ignoring part is so key yeah yeah it it is i i still do i mean even now people are like oh okay so you're a you're a dj or you're an actor yeah. like you know is that even a career a lot of them actually talk about it and these are the same people who probably go for a music concert paying you know 5000 rupees for a ticket or are the same people who go to watch a movie right i it's it 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 is the same yeah. right it's just that when it's it's someone you know who's doing this or probably hasn't already made it to the top i think it's it's the thinking yeah. they 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 judge the process right right I, they don't judge the result i and i don't think they look at it from a result perspective yet because everyone has a different scale you know for some success you know would probably be here some people's success would be here So yeah. that's the other thing I think it's they perceive it in a very different manner. So true. I think that that journey is something that a lot of people don't get. Yeah. That process yeah. like you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can look at someone who's gotten to the top and say wow, look at that person. He's exactly. like killing it. Yeah, she's yeah. killing it, right? Yeah. But then <laughs> I mean if the person didn't put in years of effort, they wouldn't have got there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I I like I see I I say this I, obviously I think 
hard work is the key you really need to put in as much hard work as you can and and like i believe in luck okay to a certain extent dude i need to talk to you about that because yeah, yeah, and yeah. i need some i don't know uh, tips there because <laughs> i don't know your luck is like i know it's it, you've never even thought about getting into acting never thought yeah. about getting into except maybe djing something that came to you yeah, right yeah, everything yeah. else has just come to you literally like come and yeah, not yeah. handed but you did your work yeah. at least you got the yeah. opportunity I got, got the opportunity put. yeah i agree so, yeah. so i think i it's it's that yeah. I, i think luck plays a small factor and i feel like you you keep working hard towards it and you need it's that one breaking point or it's that one tipping point and it'll happen it'll probably happen for some it happens early on yeah. for some it takes years together so that that and and you know my friends and i always discuss this saying that hey like like you know apna time aayega it, <laughs> it it is what it is man i mean i think it's yeah. as true a statement as it can be damn yeah. so so where do you think this luck comes from do you i mean i i know a lot of people who subscribe to um this feeling that only if you do the work and you actually put yourself out there is when see there's there's there, again there are like you know two sides of the coin here right? there's yeah. one guy you know one side who believes in this woo woo bit where you know there's the secret and the universe is working yeah you're throwing it and i'll yeah, get it back coming back yeah. karma and everything right yeah, yeah. and then there's the other bit where they're like because we're doing these things rationally other doors are bound to open up yeah, you know yeah. what do you think Where do you think so, that luck plays a factor? So I think it's a it's it's kind of a balance. You also have to be positive about it, and I I strongly believe in it. You can't crib about it constantly and expect miracles <laughs> to happen. It it won't happen. Yeah. Uh, it might happen, but you know, yeah. I don't know. I, you're just super lucky that. then. You're just super lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think you have to constantly work towards that because when it happens, you have to be prepared for it, right? I, I'll give a simple example for like someone who who wants to get into acting. right you have to constantly work hard on grooming yourself on um, you know being good in front of the camera languages maybe dance maybe you know all of these things right yeah. and someone is going to take notice at some point of time and and maybe someone's looking for a specific character and maybe you fit that character it's not always about looks yeah. looks actually plays a very small percentage about you know with with regard to this yeah. it actually is is a lot skill driven and you can see cinema nowadays and you will see the kind of talent that has come out right it is not a stereotypical you know someone who has a six pack all the time and you know who who looks a certain way there is not that stereotype is not there anymore maybe there is to a certain extent but a lot more people are coming out because they are preparing themselves to become an actor yeah. and that plays um, a big role and i'm saying this is just one career yeah, yeah. right it can be the same thing with music yeah. right someone can i don't know be singing here and there just normally at a karaoke bar but someone will take notice maybe mm. at some point of time and that someone who takes notice might be someone who would be the game changer in your life yeah so true yeah. yeah it is that and so you can't you can't just leave it and and say hey i just wish someday this will happen yeah. right it it doesn't work it's it's constant it's 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 this everyone goes through it yeah. and it it might like i said it might take time it might not take time but you need to be prepared when you meet the opportunity because if you're not prepared when you meet the opportunity you will bomb yeah yeah, yeah. you will i i and i've 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 gone through this yeah. in, you know like certain certain parts and i i was shooting for this one one ad one okay. video many years ago yeah. and um, the director was a former miss india okay. so very talented lady okay. 
and uh, man like i got chosen for that particular video and i was shooting with this guy who uh, was from the us but had moved to india to pursue acting okay yeah Wh- it's crazy Whoa. <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy talk about bollywood over yeah, hollywood yeah. he still is man i mean i i see him on tv all the time he does movies he does a lot of uh, serials yeah. soaps so he's 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 there he's yeah, he's yeah. there and i remember we had certain dialogues and man that day i bombed and how and i i still remember i was sitting there and i'm like what am i doing right i mean it's it's i don't know maybe i it got to me maybe i got really nervous i i don't know what it was but i, I couldn't deliver I, it took me a while like what probably i could do in say half an hour now it took me a good 4 5 hours right it was a long time but luckily they were very patient both the director <laughs> and 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 the actor the the fellow actor they were extremely patient extremely nice about it yeah. and you know really helped me settle down yeah right it helped yeah. but but I, like i said i i don't think i was that well prepared to do that maybe i should have gone through the dialogues a few days before you know maybe i could have practiced it better i there are a lot of maybes that i didn't do yeah. but but it came out well you know and that's the genius that the director the cinematographer had yeah. and the co-actor right yeah, i mean yeah. they did a brilliant job of making it look like wow it's seamless it yeah. seamless right yeah. but i know the struggle that went on that day and like i said yeah. you know what I, what i could do in half an hour it took 4 4 hours damn yeah. no, was that one of your initial gigs yeah it was one of my initial gigs yeah. it was a very long time back yeah but it was one of my initial gigs yeah and and then obviously things got better you know uh, like i said it's 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 all about i think hard work and practice yeah uh, maybe maybe you even the the preparation time yeah i i don't think i prepped enough for it and i'm very honest candid about it i still see the video now and i'm like wow <laughs> cringing man, i'm cringing and i'm like oh god i can't believe i made them wait so much to just get this one shot yeah but but you know it looks good so it's okay it's all in hindsight yeah, it's, it's all good. it's yeah. all yeah, yeah it's okay now yeah. but yeah dude but and and i'm sure that that would have completely changed the kind of you know your outlook itself to yeah. this whole thing right i'm sure your approach and process to you know your next gig would have been very different yeah it was yeah. also at that point of time i wasn't doing this full time or i wasn't okay. doing it as much right i like i said i i and you know we discussed this before that i i still had that fear about moving out of a comfort zone to something that that was unknown to me at that particular point of time unknown in terms of a career yeah that that's yeah. that's what it was right yeah. right but then uh did you okay so when you changed up your process did did you see a lot of other people no, take notice because you were slowly able to yeah. up your game and you know take those incremental steps so it it did it yeah. did make a big difference yeah. uh, and i think ultimately people notice yeah you know maybe it'll take a year maybe it'll take two years but yeah. people and, will ultimately notice and i think only because you kept doing that on the side is when you actually realize that this could be something you can do yeah, yeah. you know in this case you're doing a gamut of things but then <laughs> yeah. one of your part yeah, yeah. it was it thing, was yeah. because i you know like when i was when i was in college right we like a couple of my friends we used to go for a lot of college competitions yeah, and yeah. and i think we were great we worked together as a team and uh, we did really well at at you know intercollegiate and intracollegiate fest yeah you're from josephs so yeah i'm yeah, from josephs and then cms okay so oh, we were okay. hardcore 
competitive <laughs> you're people. joining the college for the fest yeah you, it was literally that and i the reason and and, and tell you i did i did uh, my 11th and 12th i did pu yeah. and i did science and the reason i did science was because i didn't know what i wanted to do in the future yeah. the only reason i did science was like hey you know at the end of the two years i'll be at this position where i can either move into commerce science or arts depending on what interests me yeah. i had no clue what i wanted yeah. to do and it was so weird that i came across the bbm course and i love the structure how a business management course worked because it was a lot of presentations uh, you know a lot of practical things that you need to do how did you get exposed to that though i mean did you go asking you know so a lot of my friends were getting into it around ah, me so okay, okay. that really helped obviously cuz i had no clue exactly I, i still I'm, have no clue yeah yeah, I, yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean i exactly yeah it happens to all of us so at that point of time because you're just passing out of pu yeah and you know you 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 had two years out of out of school yeah. and you know when we were in school things were very very different right and then you know these two years the kind of freedom that you got was very different yeah and the kind of exposure that you got was very different so now you're suddenly in in this rut and you know of of everybody else you don't know, planning having planned their lives already and you're like man i don't know what i want to do right and at that point of time luckily i came across the bbm course and um, i went through the structure and i was the only one who hadn't applied to any other colleges compared to my friends everyone went all out right they applied everywhere <laughs> everywhere like, man like what do i do and i remember i applied only to two colleges at that time because i love the bbm structure and back yeah. then joses didn't have a bbm uh, course they hadn't started it yet so, so they were the first courses like, i mean first year. it was a year after that joses yeah. was a year after that so um, that is when i'm like man what do i do and you know i was a thoroughbred josephite right i <laughs> i did schooling i did my uh, pu in josephs so my only direction was th- that like you know josephs fidet level <laughs> yeah it was that right and and josephite for life but at that point of time i was like man they don't have this bbm course and this is the course i want to do so what do i do because it was a mix of everything it was a mix of marketing mix of yeah. you know finance everything and then i'm like man what do i do so then i found out that only christ and cms had this course so there were the only two college forms i filled up after pu wow. only two and my parents are like what are you what are you doing are you nuts like what if you don't get in i i don't know i just had this weird feeling that i will and um, i took up two of the forms submitted in christ submitted in cms and it was a really tough interview process right it was a four or five day process so this is an interview yeah yeah man getting into bbm was like a big deal back what then what are you saying yeah, yeah yeah it was a big deal back then so you know the first round was like a written exam so you have a written <laughs> Wait, exam what? yeah 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 man like there's there's a written exam so they eliminate people according Shit. to that so you have a uh, you have a math english aptitude multiple yeah. aptitude test so you you and both the colleges had this as an entry process so i think the first day you do this the second day you have a so if you get through that then you have a presentation uh, to do the next day you have to do the presentation then the third day you have a group discussion so you're you're thrown into a room with random people and you have to do a group discussion Dude, with them this also man, alien to me it was it was <laughs> i'm telling you it was crazy and i'm like man i feel like i'm applying for a job already <laughs> I, i even i don't think i've i've done so much even for a job <laughs> and then the final process was the interview so it's not after the four rounds it's not like you you're you're through yeah, yeah. you still have to give an interview this is so weird right you're doing all of this to pay exactly <laughs> right you're doing all of this to pay and you're like wow and and this is back then when bbm just started bbm yeah, yeah. was like a kind of a new concept back then yeah, right yeah. now like a lot more colleges have it 
So I remember my final round and it, it both they both clashed because I think one was during the morning at, at Christ and one in the evening at uh, CMS. So I went to Christ uh, for my interview and and I, I got grief from there saying, hey, like, why aren't you going back to Joseph? Why are you coming back to Christ? I'm like, wow, man, like, I, I, I want to study. <laughs> That's the only thing I want to do. Like, what is just this? Take this my college? money. Yeah, yeah, just like, <laughs> like, just take my money and let me in. And and that happened, right? And after that, went to CMS. And uh, I got asked the same thing because, you know, I, I'd studied in Joseph throughout. So it's a similar question saying, why do you want to choose this after jo after the Joseph? And, and I was like, hey, because y'all are the only two guys who have a BBM course. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. It's not any other reason. You know, reason. Yeah. And I was as honest about it. And the next day, I got through both the colleges. The two colleges I applied, luckily I got through both the colleges. <laughs> and I was like, man, now what do I do? So one was Christ, right? And one was CMS. And, you know, Christ was known for discipline yeah, yeah. so your parents obviously pushed you more towards that yeah and uh, they weren't familiar with cms and and i'm like man good for them <laughs> good for them yeah so i was like man like what yeah. do i do what do i do yeah. and it was a tough decision but i chose cms ultimately and i think best, one of my best decisions of my life yeah. Yeah. i those three years man i learned so much i made the best of friends we are still as close as possible and and you know maybe i maybe christ also would have been that right yeah i don't know but I'm saying I, I didn't regret the three years. A lot of my lot of my friends, a lot of people I know always say, hey, man, college was the worst days of my life. I loved college, man. I mean, both my PU and, and degree. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I got into degree. And I did a BBM course because I loved the structure of the course. The reason I did that course was that. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, it let me kind of do a lot more things. And, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, even during the BBM course, we were so competitive. Like we were super competitive at every college competition. The only re only thing we went in there was to win. Yeah. yeah. There was no, you know, you know, spirit of, yeah, there's no, that, nothing. Yeah. Like, there's no, okay, we'll just enjoy the spirit of, uh, you know, participating. It, it wasn't that. It was about winning. Yeah. And that's how we all were. And, and that's how college actually made us. But we had a blast and, and we did everything possible, right? We went for every competition possible. And I learned a lot more. I think I became very confident during my college phase. And I wasn't during school. Okay. I, I loved school, but but I think I was just this really timid person in, in school. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't even attempt doing something. Yeah, yeah. I'd just be scared. So I wouldn't even attempt it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was that, yeah. Is, is that because of the fear itself? Just yeah, it, it, was, it was a fear. Like, Public speaking was a big no-no for me. I mean, me. It, it's uh, that's yeah. such a. I mean, it's an inherent fear, right? If you think it about is, it, it is. Like most people are born with the fear of heights and fear of just public yeah, speaking. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like so. I, I, you know, I still, when I'm still in public on on a platform, I still obviously you have that that small that percentage of of fear. I still have it, but I I enjoy it because I think it helps me do better. Right. And, and it was it was big for me in school. And I, I still remember in my fourth grade, my teacher chose me for a poetry recitation competition. And I went on stage and I blanked out in yeah. front of the entire school. So yeah. imagine, first of all, all boys school. Right. I, you know, in your head, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to get bullied so much. <laughs> but I wasn't. Luckily, my friends, again, I had yeah. like great friends. But I went on stage and I blanked out. And this is the fourth grade. And, and I still remember, I, I'll never get this picture out of my head. I, I, I can never, I can never forget this. And it took me a good five to six years after that to get back 
and speak in front of a crowd. Yeah. And that was in my I think my ninth or tenth grade because our class teacher pushed us to do something yeah. in front of the school assembly. Yeah. And it took me that long to kind of break that that. the shackles and yeah, yeah. get in front of people and and say something yeah dude that very similar incident happened to me too and yeah. dude it's it's like I, i like you just said i'm getting goosebumps and i'm yeah. thinking about it i'm like shit yeah and and it's funny right if you, tell me if this happens i'm sure it happens to you and tell me if this is how you're picturing it are you picturing it from a third point of view yeah, yeah, third person point yeah, of view yeah, yeah. you are right yeah, it's not yeah. from our point of view it's about how someone's watching someone, us exactly it, it it is always about how uh, someone else is judging you yeah yeah and, and we weren't even there but i'm able to clearly yeah. see it like i'm on stage there exactly. like a fucking movie right exactly <laughs> it's like how someone else perceived you right at that point of time yeah and it's crazy because i think it it broke me man i mean uh, for the first 5 6 years I didn't do a lot more things that I could have probably yeah. in school. And in school, you know, your focus was never anything else. I it, it your focus was just studies because yeah. that's what you were told and and uh, you know, I I was never into sports as such. We used to play football, but yeah. you know, it, it it for fun. Yeah. It was never anything beyond that because the focus was education. Now, the focus not education, the focus was studies. Study, yeah, studying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the focus was studying. And that's what happened in in school. But I think college changed that my PU like my first PU second PU changed that and uh, kind of helped me prepare for the next 3 years of of my degree after that. Yeah. Again I had I had a great set of friends and I'm still in touch with them I still meet them still bump into them but it really helped I think it it really helps when you're in a certain environment. Yeah. Right? So true so yeah, true. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And because I, it goes back to what we said earlier right uh, you if you don't have an idea of something yeah or let's say you have preconceived notions of something too it's all based on the people around you exactly yeah exactly you so are an effect of the people around people you around. and it can work both ways yeah so it, true it can yeah, work yeah. both ways so yeah. people can either inspire you or they can put you down yeah and and it it works it, it, it so it comes up to you what you want to take or who you want to be around be around and i think it's so important and I, and i say this i mean i don't think you get to choose your friends your friends happen to you <laughs> right and and i think i've been fortunate enough for these friends you know who happened to me yeah, yeah and and they're, they're still friends man yeah. i mean i i like i love them and and i think they made a big difference in what i've become today yeah yeah i when i think about it now now that you say so right yeah. your friends happen to you yeah. but i think you get to choose your best friends if that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah it it does yeah. obviously there are phases in life when there's a <laughs> up and down you know people yeah. kind of drift away people come yeah. back but that is what it is because you know your life doesn't only revolve around your friends yeah. there are a lot more things you know work happens yeah. and i think once work happens <laughs> everything just disappears yeah. at least in, in initial years yeah no i i yeah. i get that and i think these kind of experiences uh, earlier on in life is yeah. what will truly set the mark and slowly build you up to the person you're going to be right True. so i think all these things really added up But tell me this. The, let's talk a little bit of the f- luck side of things. Yeah. Okay. Let's fear. Let's let's put that aside <laughs> yeah. for now. But I think on the luck side of things, I, I'd like you to talk about how you got into acting because yeah. that's a very. I think we spoke about you walking around web. Uh, MG Road. MG yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so back in the day when yeah. we were in college, Barista on MG Road was the place to be at. Right. And I think the whole of Bangalore. Just after Gangaram. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
used to just hang out at that barista and you know you had to be seen at this Dude, what is the what what arcade uh, complex no no i'll tell you what it's barton center barton center, barton center. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was that that place you needed to be at right and so obviously all of us were there all the time yeah. and it was crazy because we were there and you know just chilling around and i still remember this that i i bumped into my friend and we were talking and i said hey okay you know it's time to go home and this evening so i was walking out of barista onto mg road as walking and this lady walked up to me and uh, she like hey hi so i was like hi and um, she like you know what i i work for a production company and we are uh, you know we are kind of scouting for talent uh, for for a particular ad so would you be interested so i looked around and i honestly honestly thought my friends were pranking me because my friends are capable of it yeah, right and, and, like bakra yeah and back then there was a show called mtv bakra which was so big and and what they did was go around pranking people yeah. so i honestly thought i was on the show you're looking around for cameras looking around and i'm like where are my friends where are my friends okay i'm, I'm waiting for them to just pop out and say hey yeah. like you know i was just looking around and i i didn't believe her and i still remember her telling me this like i know this might uh, you know this this doesn't seem genuine so hold on so she called a colleague and i don't i think cell phones were very rare at that time yeah. i i think cell phones had just come out and it became that common yeah. so her colleague came about 5 minutes later and he gave me his visiting card at the only after i saw his visiting card i believed him because it said nirvana telefilms and and i was a business business management student so yeah. i'd studied about advertising about yeah. you know production houses so i had an idea about this that's the only time i actually <laughs> believed them and uh, and i was like oh wow okay like this is really happening and i went for the audition i didn't get that first ad that i auditioned for but i went for another audition and got that second one yeah. which was my first uh, television commercial yeah and uh, i, I it, it didn't end there because i did this ad and it was a really goofy funny ad and uh, it was it was for mtr upma Okay and I still remember I cuz cuz that one line where you you are like you know um, when you're like looking at your mother landing from there and you're like uh, MTR ke wajah se hum sabko maa mil gayi okay so that was the line oh, like the okay. final line yeah yeah man the next few years in college everyone just called <laughs> kept calling me maa 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 and 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 I had to live through this in in college and I'll tell you the irony of all of that okay it was a really like a goofy funny ad okay yeah. the irony of it is that a few years later i joined i got into advertising and i joined onm yeah. and i'm walking by the office it's just my first week at office so I'm, so i'm just getting to know people so i'm just walking by and i see my colleague you know in his cabin and he's looking at this ad and i'm walking by and i can i can hear these dialogues and i'm like oh man it sounds so familiar what is happening and i look to it and it's the same ad like he's 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 watching that same ad that i've been in and i think that realization happened saying shit is is that him <laughs> like that guy was walking by and it, it was that so my friend was my colleague and and then my friend was managing the brand right and and the same agency had made the ad and i was like oh my god ma <laughs> again yeah ma again i'm like i can't believe college is repeating after like i don't know 2 3 years in in an yeah. office yeah. but but it was that and yeah. and it was luck i i, I it, it was luck because I just randomly got picked off the street and literally, and literally, yeah, literally. Yeah. So this happens a lot, by the way. They do street casting a lot, right, right. And uh, I, I, you know, it, I realized much later. But but back then, I'm I was blessed that this happened to me at that right. point of time. Right. 
and and in fact the the person who cast me is uh, doing really well in bollywood right now she's uh, she's won multiple film fair awards Whoa. yeah she's she's uh, she she was uh, you know ad on on multiple movies and now she's she's gotten into designing costumes etc and she won uh, i think two three film fairs for it man so wow. she's doing really great right? yeah. and and she's hanging out with the stars and and but i'm so thankful to her yeah. you know that that you know because of her yeah. this this journey happened yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. you you shot here itself in bangalore yeah, bangalore yeah. i shot in bangalore we shot at kantirwa studios okay okay and uh, everything was on a green screen yeah yeah and you know for for this is like a long time back so when you watch the ad now you're like wow because for me I, I i used to just watch tv right and you don't know what the process behind it is that's the first time i saw it happen and i'm like wow man like this is a miracle happening yeah. because what you see on the final output is so different from <laughs> what the raw footage is and you're looking at it and you're like man like this is magic right? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was great it was a, again a great experience I had a I had a, such a great time shooting for that ad i learned a lot and it was with one of the best production houses in the country wow wow it, it, it truly happened since the luck yeah, yeah awesome. it it was that right yeah. it it happened it just happened yeah. and uh, and yeah i mean that's that's how it started that yeah. was my first tvc yeah. and um, then i ironically i got into advertising as a profession after college and i didn't have time to do anything else i used to work 14 16 hours but did you get uh, inquiries I did get inquiries when when I was working for the agency. Yeah. And but you couldn't take it up. I couldn't take it up because it work was just so hectic. I worked on all days, yeah. all national holidays. Yeah. You know, be it a band, a be it a, a strike, whatever it was. I yeah. I was constantly working cuz work was that hectic. I never got any offs. So it was very difficult. Yeah. Like work was really hectic. But I think at that point of time I worked with so many people and I used to work with agencies who helped us uh, get talent for our ads that we were shooting right. and, and a few years later I ended up working with the same agencies I thought so. but from a different perspective yeah, yeah. I, so I worked as an actor model for them yeah yeah, yeah. damn that's crazy yeah yeah it's crazy yeah. man I mean I'm telling you <laughs> like life really goes <laughs> like a complete circle yeah damn Yeah. So tell me this uh, you you spoke about how you need to be prepared when it come when the opportunity yeah. comes knocking. Yeah. In this case I mean you had no prior experience so, in acting right or did you? Yeah so the prior experience here was all the theater that we did when we were in college. And we were heavily into dramatics and we had a mad ads team. Man, Shit, we mad ads is a yeah, thing yeah. right? We were a crazy bunch of boys and we had such a blast because it it, it was our forte i honestly i think there were a bunch of mad ads teams that were great at that point of time and mad ads was big back then <laughs> it was big like i said i five of us and i had this conversation with you that the five of us in in that team were were impractical jokers we we were we were those 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 characters <laughs> man in real life right and and i think about it now and i'm like man they're making money out of it they have their own tv show money right? like understatement yeah. they're killing like, it man like like if if we had just stuck on to this right i mean you know maybe yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. but but you know like like i said i we we were what those impractical jokers were and we didn't stick on to it like i said i i don't think we had the guts we don't have the we didn't have the courage to kind of stick on to it or we didn't know how to monetize it 
Yeah, yeah. I think that that was the biggest thing. Oh, and we didn't have the confidence. We mm-hmm. we didn't even have a proper phone. You know, back in the day, the <laughs> your the quality of a video. It's a flip was, phone. Yeah, was so bad. Three right? GP. Three GP. <laughs> so yeah, that was a big thing, right? And 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 you know anything bigger than that is heavily pixelated. Like, yeah. Oh my. So God. so we didn't know. I you know, because we we did so much. We had so much content. But we never shot it because a we didn't have the equipment to shoot it. Yeah. Right. Buying a camera. And even if you do, what? Why shoot it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why shoot it? You're like, why? And where to put it up? Right. It it would have been in our archives <laughs> that I maybe someone would have found on a CD that you were burnt back then. Ah, oh, after two hundred years. Uh, yeah. It was that. <laughs> so we didn't know where to put it, and I, we we didn't know what to do with it. And there was no social media. Social media for us was Orkut, <laughs> right? And, and and what do you do in Orkut? You just go write. You know, yeah, descriptions. <laughs> descriptions about everyone else. Right, that's the only thing, right? Because oh they, they, we didn't have the channel to kind of put your talent out there. Yeah. Our our the only way you could do it was on stage at that particular point of time. Yeah. And it happened. We I remember we took part in um, Sarang, which is a fest by IIT Chennai, and we did Mad Ads there, a form of Mad Ads. With the uh, advertising, and uh, I remember the judge was from uh, JWT, okay. which, which back then was again, I mean, one of the biggest ag- bigger agencies, and he offered a job. Like he he immediately told us that hey, once you guys are done with college, you can always come and apply with us, and you're more than welcome to join us. And it was such wow. a big thing for us, yeah, right? Yeah. But back then for us, that was that was the achievement, right? And we never did anything beyond that, right? I I, I mean, even when I joined advertising, it wasn't through them. it was through the bangalore branch that i did right. because i'd interned with one of the ad agencies and it it just happened naturally but it was never this yeah. we never took we never even you know thought towards yeah. that direction yeah yeah and i think there sh- there should be not a subject but something that really helps us or some sort of guidance when it comes to yeah. i know now these universities have these guidance counselors and all of that but yeah. i think they talk it's either very gimmicky or it's very you know extremely surface level it is it is yeah. but i think a lot of schools nowadays i've seen the yeah. structures have changed a lot more so you know kids are learning photography dance yeah. singing you know more professional manner than we did we did it because we had to finish one hour yeah. right like co-curricular yeah. extra curricular activity yeah. so you had to do it yeah. Yeah. you just had to fill up that one hour but now people are doing it from a career perspective they're learning or they're being molded into that in a certain manner and i think a lot more schools are doing that uh, we didn't I, it never happened to us yeah yeah i which is why i feel like i think we got in i got into it much later right then i would have liked yeah yeah but you know that 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 environment wasn't conducive enough like i said conducive, it's yeah. not an excuse I, and I, i i don't hold it for what it was but it, it is what it is at that particular point of time i didn't have the guts to do it i didn't do it right so right. yeah yeah So how did this whole DJing bit pop up? Yeah, because man, that's another so thing, weird. right? Yeah. So I, I let you. So I even before becoming a DJ, I, and I'm also karaoke jockey. Yeah. And it is a profession. It took me a long time to explain to people what I do. So <laughs> KJ. I still don't understand. Yeah. Like so, they're like, so you're a KJ. What is that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a, a karaoke jockey. So what do you do? Like, hmm. I make other people sing, and yeah. like, you need someone to do that, right? <laughs> I, it, it's so weird. Right, and I to, imagine explaining it to your parents, and they're like, "So where are you going every night?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to work. So what do you do?" Uh, <laughs> like, man, I'm going to a, a a pub and making people sing. I'm like, what do you so mean by people? So you're getting drunk with them. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what do you mean by make people sing? 
I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was that. Yeah. So uh, very, very weird. Again, uh, when I was in college, and none of us could sing. Okay. I, 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 when I say none of us, I mean like our gang, the boys, none of us could sing. We used to do it for fun. And, and because we came from that, uh, you know, way of thinking of mad ads, we were really goofy, just crazy yeah. bunch of boys. who just did so much shit that that it was uh, it, it was just crazy yeah. we just did everything possible yeah. as long as we had fun yeah. that's it and that was our agenda but we had uh, we have a friend of ours who's a brilliant singer and she used to go to a karaoke bar and so hence we all went to that karaoke bar just to listen to her sing and and as a group we are really tight knit and very supportive of each other so we were always there and and for her and she used to sing we used to just sit and watch and faff around and be like man what is this weird song right back in the day for us uh, our vision of music was very limited yeah yeah, yeah i remember eminem had come out yeah. back then so as was just that you know we're going like, to planet m yeah man yeah. Go to planet m you know and listening to them yeah, yeah. The, the cd's on the, the CDs wall the cd's on right? the wall man yeah. i it, it was such a like that i think that's why brigade road is, is was so dear to all of us right because we built so many memories over there yeah and yeah. and we didn't have any digital music we didn't have access to yeah even a computer was very rare right yeah, you had yeah. to go to a cyber center and do this yeah. buying a laptop was like buying a car right it, it was like that bigger than a car yeah it was it was that and yeah. getting and after buying the laptop getting a good internet connection was even crazier right you think so, in that dial up <laughs> yeah you just wait and you're just waiting that, okay do when i think about it why the hell is that thing making noise yeah i'm like you know that <laughs> man so irritating but but yeah i mean you know we went yeah. through that phase and um, that was our exposure to music we used to watch it on mtv yeah back then i think only mtv used to show these songs yeah, yeah. right so and slowly vh1 came out and then slowly vh1 came out yeah and and i used to, we used to go only because you know she used to sing yeah. and we were like oh wow and then you heard all the other great singers and i'm like oh wow man like you know what yeah. is this talent right it it really it just really hit us but we were there to have fun so it took us a few years to even get on stage to sing but we finally did but we did for fun you know because yeah. yeah. everybody else entertained them with their talent yeah Our talent wasn't singing. <laughs> okay, our, ta- our talent was being goofy on stage. It, it was that, and and I and uh, so my really close friend, like one of my best friends, Mayank and I used to go on stage, and um, we used to just go and and sing "Pretty Fly" for a white guy, <laughs> and and go like berserk all over stage. Right, and ironically, he's married to that friend of mine who's a really good singer, Megha. <laughs> oh, right, and they're it? married. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so weird. So you know, it was this. and it was all about having fun all about having fun and that's that that is what karaoke was for us dude if you think about it the best karaoke nights are the ones where you have fun as opposed to just having good talent right exactly exactly yeah, it's always you'll that. always say this when you don't have the talent that's <laughs> why <laughs> so it's it's that not so so <laughs> it, it was so funny cuz you know she used to come back after such a brilliant performance and then we go on stage and, <laughs> and then you know everyone's just laughing right that that was a contrast and we did that for years together but i think over the years we started taking it a little more seriously saying hey you know what if you can entertain people in this way i'm sure we can do something better something better so we worked on songs and i used to go back home practice songs and i couldn't hold a note 
to yeah, save my yeah, life yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think now I'm I'm decent at I'm probably good at it now yeah. because of practice over the last few years. Yeah. But it took us a long time to get there. Right. And but we took it seriously and we were like hey let's practice the song and then go so that was a gradual learning that happened over a few years and and later it changed mm-hmm. it was still about having fun on stage but trying to sh- kind of show off right and you're at that age where you're trying to impress people you're trying to impress girls <laughs> you know it, it it was that yeah, that yeah. particular phase right yeah, so yeah. when you're on stage you want to impress people you want yeah, people yeah. to talk about you yeah. and it was that so put in all effort possible so went home practiced you know practice practice practiced uh you know we sounded bad the first performance was really bad like you sounded really bad but by the 10th performance you sounded like average right it was that acceptable acceptable like, yeah. you know people won't like you know boo you <laughs> off stage, stage yeah. yeah it was that so that that's how it, it happened and and slowly we started enjoying it cut to a few years later I've quit my job, my advertising digital media job, and I'm in the process of figuring out what I want to do in life. Oh, you, you didn't quit with anything in mind. I didn't quit with anything in mind. I, why, why do you quit though? So I realized that uh, with my job, I was enjoying it, and I think I was doing well career-wise. But there was always something that I probably thought I would enjoy a lot more doing with music, with acting. with writing and writing is something i really enjoyed and, and and again writing also was very weird because in college writing for me was fun like i used to make poems about my friends you know like funny things or write to a girl write a poem for a girl and like a really silly poem yeah. but it started that way it always started with it being funny mm-hmm. and and it being for fun and later obviously took a very different turn but again i didn't know how to channelize it into into a career so even when i got into advertising i got called for an interview uh, because i had interned at that agency and uh, i'd done my final year business management project with project, them project right and they called me back for an interview i always wanted to write and never wanted to do client service which which is what i did at the agencies i did client servicing and like brand management so i went for my interview and you know i he was interviewing me and then suddenly i'm like hey hold on sorry i i want to get into advertising as a writer and not as a client servicing person but he was like hey you know what i think you would be really good at client servicing and brand management so why don't you do it for a while and advertising you can always switch over whenever you want yeah. to that's how it started so i did that and got into client servicing but i got so deep into it because even career wise growth wise I got promoted, and then after you get promoted, you're like, why would I go back and start again? Yeah, right at yeah. at a lower level, why would I do that? Right. So I continued with it. It's not like I didn't enjoy it, but I always wanted to write. Right. That so these these this happened, and then you know there was music, and I really missed, you know, our mad ads. I really missed public speaking. I missed all these things that I did back in college. that because in college you felt like a star when you did this right you have your entire college cheering for you when you're on stage but it's not the same thing when you pass out of college and you get into work like i think reality hit us and it was our own fault it it wasn't anything else that's what you signed up for it is what i signed up for yeah, yeah, yeah. i could have yeah. right i i could have chosen to stick 
stick to it yeah and try try tried and probably got to a level after that right but right. i didn't even want to try because of the fear mm right yeah. so anyway after after i quit my job I, i literally walked up to my boss and was like hey you know what there's certain things i'd like to do in life and i think i want to quit and if i don't quit i'm never going to do it it mm. it so you're came, one of those people it, it, yeah, i was yeah. one of those yeah. I, it came not to that level because i'm i'm earning well yeah. at that point point of time and i career wise i'm doing really well yeah. so there is no reason for you to quit uh, apart from you know you chasing your passion yeah, yeah. because every, you're 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 in that bracket which society is like wow okay you're doing well even though i wasn't an engineer or a doctor back then which was which was something big but i was into advertising and you know even explaining that was difficult but you know it was easier to say you know what you what you watch on tv is what we work towards mm. and you know at least that was easier to explain right and i think after a point of time money kind of equates to your success that when you tell someone hey you know i'm making so much right it, it wasn't great because advertising when you when you start off never paid that well yeah. but it was decent and and you know in in terms of the position i was in was great and i'm sure there was potential for growth of course there, there was there was a big potential beyond that but explaining that to people again is is a very very different thing right yeah. but it still you still fit into a stereotype in society yeah. at least back then and i'd like to think so back then back yeah, then yeah, i say yeah. because i think things are very different now i'm i'm not saying people don't think that way yeah, now yeah. but i think the percentage has changed for sure yeah, sure. yeah. so i had to kind of take that decision because i i felt like i was just stuck in this in this rut and i'm only thinking of uh, you know when will i get my next promotion mm. when will i get my next hike but that's it right and i mean for the weekend maybe and yeah and, and even things, then yeah. weekend was there was no weekend <laughs> for us advertising was man we worked 14 16 hours a day and it was crazy and like the times where i haven't stepped out of office for 72 hours and right. i think that's when it hit me i'm like what am i doing in life right i'm enjoying doing this i mean it's something i like doing but is it something that i want to do for the rest of my life or is it something that i'd really enjoy doing without having to think about money yeah so it, it got to that that phase so i quit my job and i was in the middle of doing a lot of things to kind of pay bills yeah but one of the one of the incidents that happened uh was something that really flipped it for me so i went for a friend's birthday party and uh, randomly met a lot of people so everyone was talking so i don't drink and uh, everybody else in that party was you still don't drink i still don't drink i don't, I don't drink i don't smoke no nothing yeah yeah like so. <laughs> yeah kudos to that because i don't either oh, yeah, is, wow, yeah. Okay, okay a lot of people i i I did that because I'm sure you, you get a lot of those reactions yeah. right like, I do I do especially like, in the wait, wait, in the field that I am Exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a part of my pay package <laughs> man and, and I'm letting go of it so yeah, yeah I can imagine Yeah so yeah. Um, so yeah and you know I I got talking with this person having a conversation and man it was so bizarre we just continued talking and then she was like hey you know what I've seen you sing at this karaoke bar and i was like oh okay yeah cuz for me that was second home i i used to go 
do karaoke every weekend and it, it became a routine Where for many years opus but back okay, okay. there back yeah, then yeah. opus existed oh shit right? opus was the shit yeah yeah it was the shit that time man but i'll tell you, you what, remember I, the one white field no 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 so i ironically i hosted karaoke there later yeah, yeah, yeah. but this is the one on uh, palace road okay the the main, the first the, one, the yeah, first yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, that you know for us like we were like furniture there that was there all the time right <laughs> i at least for all the karaoke sessions so um, she was like yeah i've seen you sing there said oh yeah okay yeah man we just do it for fun and then she like why don't you host karaoke would you like to host karaoke then i was like hmm i think this lady is just drunk <laughs> yeah i was like man and we're still like very good friends by the way yeah. so i'm like hmm i don't know i mean like like you know can it can i make it a job and and you know can i can i do something with it and then she said you know what let me take your number down and you know you think over it i'll get back to you and we'll take this forward right so this conversation happened and i thought this is just going to be one of those random conversations you have with strangers and it just gets done so it was one week went by two weeks went by three weeks went by i i didn't even think about it i'd, I'd completely forgotten about this night yeah and i think third or fourth week i got a call on a monday i still remember it was a monday and she's like hey you hi uh, you know this is aditi this you is remember? when you don't have a job yeah yeah i don't have a full time job i mean not job i was freelance i was doing freelance writing at that time okay, okay. but you know it 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 wasn't fetching me that kind of income because i was freelancing and i just started off yeah so uh, she said do you want to do this i was like oh wow you were serious about it she said yeah 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 so yeah. we're starting this uh, new venue called love shack and uh, okay. uh, would you want to come and host karaoke there and i'm like oh wait a minute and I had performed at Love Shack with a band. I I kind of rapped with that band at that venue. So I knew the venue. And it just launched. It just launched and I'm like, "Oh wow, you were talking about this yeah. venue? Why not?" Right? So I went uh it was a Monday and you know, you need you need tracks to do karaoke. And I'm like, "Damn, I have two days, <laughs> right? What do I do?" My friends, man, they were so helpful and I'll always be grateful to them. Uh they went all out to help me out with this so i had a few tracks they helped me out with a couple of them like a few tracks from here or there so all my friends kind of pitched in and really helped me out and i remember i hosted the first karaoke session on a wednesday night and i did that for 9 years after that whoa yeah, yeah. Whoa. It, it was one of the longest running uh, karaoke ladies night in the country Dude, so 9 years man every I, wednesday night oh yeah, man i've yeah. been invited to love shack for a lot yeah. of events but i've just not gone because you know like i don't drink anyway yeah, so what's yeah, the point yeah, yeah, you know yeah. going there yeah. but also maybe to, i've gone there to hang out but not for the karaoke night but yeah. i would have run into your senior there if i maybe know, maybe yeah. yeah so yeah. i did that for 9 years we they shut down last year after the yeah, pandemic yeah, they, yeah. they didn't renew their license yeah. so that was a, that was the end i think yeah 9 years lasted nine, a good 8 to 9 years wow dude. but that's how i started hosting karaoke and like i said it was a weird career to be in because just explaining to people was very tough but i would say being a karaoke jockey is like being a an entertainer and a dj put together because a host as well right at a host as well yeah. because what you're doing is that you're kind of uh, stirring the night towards a certain momentum or a certain energy and that's what you do as a karaoke jockey so a lot of people come and they're like hey so like what do you actually do yeah you're just right? holding this mic and walking around yeah you're introducing someone you know that's it right and you're using the laptop you're operating the laptop so that's what you are but 
obviously there's a lot more to it yeah. because at the I, I, if if that was it then there wouldn't not be a karaoke jockey and i wouldn't be getting paid for it not yeah. at least for 9 years at yeah, least yeah. Right? <laughs> at multiple venues yeah, so yeah. so it did, it, did it pay well if you don't mind me asking so initially not yeah. uh, it was a very small amount so but, i started off very basic yeah but now yeah i mean i think it it took me that while or to break that barrier and and to kind because of I'm, get I across because i don't think no to me KJ yeah yeah and now is, there are a lot more yeah. uh, in the city and across the country and you know we this it's a good network across the country and i know a lot of them yeah. through competitions and just networking so you know people now yeah, yeah. so it it happens across the country a lot of cities do karaoke but back then it was still a very alien concept there were two places in bangalore that used to do karaoke back then and you know this was probably the third one that started but it went because for a wednesday night for it to be packed with you know 200 300 people was never it's crazy yeah was never thought of back yeah, then yeah. right on a wednesday night people coming out to do this but it happened it went off really well and um, like i said lasted 9 years and the other venue i started on on a thursday night it's already been 6 7 years happy brew like it's been 6 oh, okay. to 7 years that i've been doing thursday nights at happy brew so yeah that's that's how it kind of started off uh djing was never a, a a thought initially so when i was hosting karaoke at love shack i should see the resident dj dj and i'm like man this is how i'd like to express music right because i could never figure out how to express my passion for music yeah or yeah. to monetize it yeah but i used to watch him play and i'm like man you know this is so interesting and and i used to love the music he played i used to absolutely love the music he played so i spoke to him and he was like hey you know why don't you join this school uh, or, or this academy where they teach you how to dj this is what we do so why don't you join and uh, it was really difficult because at that point of time the only thing i was doing was hosting karaoke on on a wednesday night and doing my freelance writing projects so sort of very little money because yeah. i'm still paying for my bills yeah i'm still paying my car emi yeah oh, and shit. and i have to pay for a course and i'm like oh man because <laughs> studying after a point of time is really really difficult right you're st- you're starting all over again you're studying and it's yeah. really difficult but uh, sawa managed to save money took up this course and went for it learned how to become a dj mm-hmm. and um, i think for the first one or two years i didn't even get uh, an opportunity to dj after you graduated after yeah. i after i finished my course yeah. i didn't get time or uh, i mean i didn't get a platform mm. so it took me that long and um, but finally but how know, did it, how do you think it kind of started did you so, go around looking for these so i didn't because um, see i i knew people in the city but from a very different perspective because i used to attend their parties right, right. it was a very different perspective yeah you were a consumer i was yeah. a consumer at yeah. that yeah. point yeah. of time but i was an artist in a very different domain mm. i was a karaoke jockey and i wasn't a dj at that particular point of time so what i did was uh, even the the venue didn't have the equipment so i went again invested in a controller like a like a smaller mini, djing yeah. mini DJing set up yeah. I bought it it was a it was a big investment for me at that imagine. point of time yeah. Yeah. and I invested and what I started doing was that I used to finish karaoke and that last 15 20 minutes I started DJing myself so I myself told the owners that hey you know what let me do this myself 
I obviously I'm not charging you for it, but let yeah. me do this. Let's yeah. see how it goes. So I started doing that. So that 15 minutes became 20, 20 became 30, and that's how it kind of went across the next few months. And uh, finally, the owner was like, "Hey, why don't you do brunch for us?" And I did a brunch session for them. I think that was my first um, DJ gig as such. Because after I graduated from my academy, uh, we did a a performance at Pebble. That was technically my first DJ gig ever. Yeah. Because five of us from our batch did this. Yeah. Right, that was how my was first feedback. How, how did it was great feedback in the sense? Yours, how did you feel? Man, it 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 was something else. It really, I was like, <laughs> so wow, I'm finally the, doing it. Worth yeah, the yeah. course. It was worth the course. But after that, you know, for not having for a two years, kick yeah. for a year or two was very weird, very different, yeah. and very disheartening. I Because I was in the industry, I was in the nightlife industry, and I couldn't crack it. I just couldn't crack it. But I stuck to it. I kept doing this because I I figured if I don't practice enough. I'm gonna lose touch, and I'm gonna forget about it, and and just be lethargic about it. Yeah, yeah. But somehow I kind of invested money, went ahead with this, and I said I did that first gig, which was a brunch session at the same venue. Yeah. And uh, from that, you know, I finally cracked a Friday night, and I started doing every Friday at one particular venue. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that. Damn, yeah, damn. that's how I that's how I started, and and it was very tough to break through the industry. By the way, can you imagine, dude? Yeah, it was very very difficult. I I I think I really struggled yeah. to kind of break through, and also to break the um, stereotype of being a karaoke jockey, right? Because people <laughs> yeah, yeah. at that point looked at me as a karaoke jockey, and they're like, but he only hosts karaoke. Yeah, yeah. You know how can he DJ? Yeah. So it took me a, a few years to shift that balance and to. Be a karaoke jockey and a DJ. It took it took a few years, right? You know, but right. but I think it was worth it because I really enjoy DJing and I do it across. Yeah, and, dude, and, that's yeah. like your biggest thing now, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Actually, I think I'm I'm more known for it now. Yeah, you know, even a lot of people don't even know that I've been acting for that yeah. that long or modeling for that long. Yeah, but technically, <laughs> I started acting. Like it was my first job. Technically, it was my first job. Yeah. So I've been doing that for a longer time. But in terms of volume, I've been doing a lot more DJ gigs. Yeah. Than yeah. acting. Yeah. Damn, dude, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And this whole acting thing also is just you. I don't know if Google's listening in on me. Just yeah. uh, when we are talking, yeah. when you're messaging or whatever. Yeah. But I, I look at YouTube and I'm scrolling. And every other ad features you, dude. I mean, it's surprising. Either it's that home lane or one yeah, of these ads yeah. that that comes up, and I'm just like, first time I saw it, I'm like, wait, I know this person. And and at that point, I was still like, you know, looking at other guests, and yeah. I, I just shortlisted you, and we're like, wait, I know this person. And what's the video? I'm like, no way, this is Martin. <laughs> and and yeah. yeah, and to think that that has also become something that you do, right? like you said, something you started off with years ago, yeah. and. I think the biggest takeaway I see from your journey is the fact that it—I won't call a slump, but there are years of just dormancy, yeah, right? It Where was. You, yeah. you didn't go back to acting for a long time. Yeah, you didn't yeah. go to properly DJ for yeah, a year or two, but then it came back it came because you—you know—you got somehow tried to get a foot in the door. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I didn't give up. Uh, I think I stuck to it. I somehow had that hope. saying it'll happen i still have hope yeah. you know hoping that i will make it big yeah. you know or i will do this i will do that with acting with modeling or with with my djing yeah. and i still think of it that way and i i probably never give up having said that 
I will continue doing it as long as I enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right? The moment I, it kind of the moment it yeah. kind of you know I stop enjoying it, I think I'm I I'll probably just do something else, and I'm very okay and accepting of it. Yeah. But I've put in a lot of years into this, yeah. and uh, into these, into these, <laughs> into these, and I really yeah. hope I I. You, you know, will do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, touch, sure. touch, touch wood. No, fingers no. crossed. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I still have that faith, and yeah. I, I've never given up. I think over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. And I probably won't. I, because I still feel like I, I, I put in a lot of time into this. Okay. Yeah. And the, you know, cut down on my social life. When people see me, they're like, "Oh man, yeah. like what a social life, right? Like it's buzzing." But for me, that is work. It's not my like social life, or yeah. it's not my life. Yeah. Because that for me is work. I'm at a work environment. When yeah. I'm at a club or a pub and I'm meeting people and talking to them, it's a lot of fun. But it's still my work time. It's not my personal time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And what I do during my personal time is very, very different. So I. wake up early in the morning and i'm working on my music constantly throughout the throughout the day yeah. right and i'm hoping it will pay off hoping it will pay off yeah. right or doing auditions yeah. right the ads that you see it's not that you know they just call me and yeah. it happened right i'm still auditioning for these ads and you know there are hundreds of them auditioning for it yeah and man i send across auditions every 2 or 3 days right and if i got every audition possible i'd be shooting every day <laughs> Right, but it doesn't work that way. Right, yeah, yeah. the certain characters that you don't fit into, or maybe your audition wasn't that great. All of that plays a factor, right? And it's not easy. So, say for every ten auditions, I will get one ad. Hmm. Maybe that's the ratio at times. Yeah, and yeah. it is that. Even yeah. last night, I sent across auditions. I don't even know if I'll get it. But man, I went to sleep. I, I finished my gig, went back home. I shot my auditions. sent it across oh. yeah so you know it's it's that right i mean i gave up on that one hour of sleep but hoping that it will convert mm. maybe it won't yeah right but that is what you that's the work that i think i at least have to do yeah yeah and hopefully it'll pay off it, yeah like, yeah dude i'm sure it will yeah, the uh, so. the way i see it is you all the things that you're doing now mm. are uh, exactly the op- opposite of maybe just being uh, you know having a stable desk job yeah right because you don't know where your next gigs coming from exactly right and yeah. it's not easy living with that mentality dude yeah, because it dude it it takes some resilience and yeah. some maybe amount of thick skin as well yeah. to really just stick with that it is so i like i said when i quit my job and again we were discussing this earlier when i quit my job I was so broke man. I quit when I was 25 or 26. Yeah. yeah. I was so broke because I was working for that many years and it was beginning of my career. Yeah. Right? I had a car yeah, I had my car loan yeah. and I was still paying EMIs. And that was a significant amount. So I was at that phase in life where everybody else around me, most of them at least, are doing well in their careers, respective careers, are making money, right? They're going for holidays, they're buying certain things. and i'm here thinking where will i make that money to fill fuel in my car and then pay emi for that right I, it, it was that oh, and at the same time you know these two other friends of mine uh, mike and mega that i was talking about right they had also quit their job and they were also trying to figure out their passions or you know what they want to do in life so we were like man the three like three of us 25 year olds who <laughs> quit their jobs and now we're like what now what next right or where will we like get money from I still remember us 
actually saying hey you know what i have 100 bucks today i have 100 rupees today so what we can do is that one of us can fill fuel so like for example i fill fuel and then we're going out somewhere in the night so you pay for this so we'll sh- split this yeah we lived like that for a while man and and for a few months right and and so and this is after working for a few years having a steady income and then suddenly dropping right so we went through that phase and it was a really tough phase where you didn't have money and we weren't the ones who would ask our parents for money yeah and it 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 was also like a challenge because you know i took the decision to quit my job and to yeah, yeah, it's all on you <laughs> it's all on me man and, uh, and i'm not i mean my parents were great i think they were supportive they were apprehensive yeah, but yeah. i think they didn't tell me no and i think that's the biggest blessing that i had from them they never said no they had apprehensions a lot of apprehensions and a lot of doubts about it yeah and you know it it was tough kind of doing all of this and then everybody around you telling you what are you doing in life what are you doing in yeah, life yeah. like are you crazy have you lost it you want to write you want to do freelance writing or oh, you want to like act like you want to model or oh, you want to and from like, the looks of it you're doing so many things right or rather yeah. you have your interests in so many yeah, things yeah. so it comes across like you're just doing random shit yeah yeah it it does it yeah. obviously to people they'll be like are so basically <laughs> you're doing whatever you want to do right yeah, because yeah. you have the time you know maybe it was a mix of that because i had the time i had yeah. the energy and the mind space to invest into all these each, all these things yeah, so yeah. maybe it worked for me yeah, yeah but it was it was a tough phase i'm i'm saying financially it when it hits you it really hits you man yeah. i mean not having money to fill fuel for a yeah, car, damn. that's crazy and then at the end of the month you're like yeah. oh man my emi like what <laughs> do i do right so whatever check you've got right with like through your freelance jobs you're like oh man that money is gone or whatever savings you had from your previous Go, job is not even your money it's not in your yeah, money it's going right directly yeah. to someone this is going this is going there right it's yeah. just going to the bank but that that phase was tough i th- i think it was the toughest phase um i'm not saying that things after that weren't tough but i think it was tough at that time because you weren't uh, it's probably the first time you faced such a big task yeah right i think it, it's that now that you've gone through it it's easier or it's easier to overcome that fear or it's you're a little more calmer about it for example the pandemic it hit my industry really really badly i'm saying the music industry entertainment industry yeah, yeah. it hit us very very badly because i had a lot of payments pending from before that yeah. so what happened with with the lockdown is that a i wasn't working b i wasn't getting the money i've already earned like over the last few months So okay yet to release yeah and yet to release those payments because they are also shut down yeah right so the next few months i had to just carry on with whatever money i've saved right and it hit us so badly and i'm like man how did things just suddenly change like turn around and honestly last year i it's had such positive vibes about where my career was headed towards i think with regard to djing i was doing really well i was uh, there are a lot of bigger milestones i would have achieved last year yeah. if covid hadn't hit yeah, yeah. and i'd worked man i'd slog my ass off to get to that point yeah, yeah. right i'd slog slog my ass off to get to that point and it just went down yeah so something that's not even in your control it's not it wasn't in my control and i think that also hit us really really badly and you had to be in a really positive mindset to kind of overcome that because it hit us so badly because again like you're hit financially 
your hit career wise and everything that you put into has just completely disappeared and it happened for the next few months but again i mean great friends family around you i think really help you uh they are your support system and i think that that really helped me kind of overcome this and for us now it's literally you're starting all over again mm-hmm. right because you're building that entire industry that reputation all over again i'm not saying it it disappeared yeah but that momentum completely stopped yeah and yeah. i think that that last year it hit really badly but what happened after that is that um i got time to do a lot more shoots and right. that i so which is what i th- that's how i look at it saying that hey i got time to do more shoots i got time to learn a lot more things with music i got to work on a lot more music mm-hmm. i got to spend time with friends and family all of that kind of help which i never do yeah, yeah yeah which i never get to do otherwise and i got to sleep <laughs> like you know i like this i just got to sleep like normal <laughs> like a not like a normal human being which i don't now because my work timings is such that i i finish much later yeah. so i'm on a very different sleep cycle yeah, right yeah. but that time i think everything just fell into place so i think the universe has its way of telling you i think you're pushing yourself too much yeah Just sit down. Let me just bring COVID relax. for you to relax. Yeah, <laughs> relax. But now, now take it away. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm done. I'm done. Like, yeah, I think, I think it's I'm a little done. too. Yeah, it's a little too it's much. It's like now. we're in 2021, but <laughs> yeah. it still feels like 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it really feels like it because now the cases have gone up, and yeah, it's yeah. back to that, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we need to brace for true yeah, yeah. impact. It is. I think after yeah. this, I'm I'm mentally prepared, ready, yeah. ready for it. I, I you can never be prepared for something like this yeah. because. you have to be financially prepared and you know everything so many facets everything yeah, yeah so many facets and th- these are things you don't have under your control so i think after a point of time you just have to sit back relax and say hey you know what i'll do as much as i can things work out they work out they don't they don't yeah, right yeah. it's that yeah so true yeah. i was going to i'm i'm glad you brought that up because my last question i wanted to ask you was yeah. around that was around yeah. how did you cope with the whole pandemic bit because like one is what we what we just spoke about where you don't know where your next gig and yeah. you know what the prospects are right and then there's the ne- other side of things where you're doing something most of the things you're doing are actually in person yeah like the events the performances yeah, right yeah. so when covid hits you're basically just sitting at home just like everyone else is yeah, then man. it kind of becomes a little bit it was so weird so yeah. we did a lot of online sessions a lot of the dj's did this and <laughs> must have so sucked you, man i'm telling you right because you're playing and you know to a screen <laughs> and then you you have to also you know uh, enjoy it as much as you are enjoying it in a club or yeah, a pub yeah. and i look like a fool if anybody else you know walks into my room and looks at me they're like oh yeah they really lost it i think covid really got to cuz i'm jumping around and i'm you know yeah. I, i'm like all out right but I'm the only one in my room, right? And <laughs> dogs looking at you. Yeah, I'm like, like, what is he doing? And I'm hoping that the people on the other side who are watching it on their phones or on their laptops are actually enjoying yeah. it. And I'm hoping, <laughs> right? It's it's a hope. That's it, right? And so you're doing this. You're playing to a sense of hope, and and be like, okay, you know, I I hope they enjoyed it. I hope they had a great time. But it is what it was, and I think it. Uh, like I said, I think a lot of things. a lot of learnings from this covid era yeah uh, and of course a lot of 
unexpected hits that can happen to any of us yeah. and i'm saying we we want the only ones who got affected right sure. everybody yeah. got yeah. affected yeah. because yeah. of this yeah. but i really hope that everyone's bouncing back or at least mentally strong and stable about this and and you know be prepared for anything that could hit them yeah and i think that's that's definitely the biggest takeaway from last year yeah, for it sure is. it is like like yeah. out of everything like if we're in a parallel universe or maybe 2 years ago if if we had to sit down and try and figure out what is the worst shit that can happen uh, there's no way we would have even there's like, no way <laughs> i i i'm telling you i would have you know these are things you watch in movies yeah we I don't mean, we are living, yeah, yeah we're living the movie <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, all, yeah. damn dude yeah. uh, like but, there there are people who um, predicted this whole um, what do you call it uh, biochemical of bio warfare yeah. right and the situation where you know there's going to be a virus somewhere in the world and then the entire sh- you know shit goes to dogs yeah. right but then everything's been uh, showcased like it's apocalypse and you know it kind of becomes really bad and yeah. all that but what about just having the world we are in right now which is to just survive yeah. and sitting at home and you forgetting about the basic things like you're not getting to meet someone else you know exactly. your neighbors like literally They're, beyond this wall yeah, but you yeah. can't even meet the person yeah. and then man and then there's stigma and then there's pressure and then there's it's oh crazy yeah, yeah it's really crazy yeah, yeah. damn and i think everyone went through it yeah. and covid taught us a lot of lessons for sure yeah that i would have never thought <laughs> i would be required to learn way, right? like yeah. be required to learn this way at least you know <laughs> yeah but yeah for sure dude martin this is awesome i think that's a good place to wrap things up yeah uh, i last something of you which i ask of all my guests what's one last message you'd want to put out there for our viewers and listeners and this is just again just to put you on the spot <laughs> i think i think never give up hope I, i just keep holding never give up give up hope yeah never never yeah. give up hope like i i think it's the biggest thing that has helped me at least uh, to get to where i am and i'm still holding on to it hoping that i will reach to the next level and and the journey continues and it just doesn't stop hard work i you really need to keep working hard and i i still feel i don't work hard enough mm. I, you know and my friends think that i've already lost it but i'm already work i i think i need to work much harder man to to get to the next level right but at the same time not give up because it's it's really disheartening when you put in hard work or when you put in your time and energy and something doesn't happen immediately then you know there are immediate results at times and there are never immediate results at times so it's it's that and i think i think hope is is my magical word you know yeah. for all of us yeah perfect yeah. dude yeah. and uh, if you had to send people online where where can we send them i think my instagram uh, account is quite active now okay uh, it wasn't two years back but now i'm again I'm, covid covid <laughs> now also a friend kind of yelled at me and she like dude this is your profession you yeah. better be on it and, yeah. and you know spread the word yeah. but yeah uh, my instagram profile it's martin disuza official I put up pretty much everything about my acting about my DJ gigs about my karaoke gigs about my travel yeah. just everything on that and uh, everything else from there my YouTube my website etc is from there so yeah, yeah I have also have a website okay. uh, it's called martindisuza.online okay so you know that also has quite a bit of info on it so. perfect yeah. 
Cool, Lord Martin. This was awesome. Thank you so much, and I'm glad we could finally make this happen. Finally, Akash. Thank you so much. Uh, firstly, for the black coffee, yeah. it was great. Thank yeah. you so much, awesome. and I had a great time, man. I mean, it was a lot of fun doing this. So, thank you, and and you're doing a great job doing this because, like I said, you know, when when we were in that phase, we didn't have that environment. You are creating that environment for people to do things that they want. Again, to do. just like you. Yeah. No, I think mean, that's the case. It's it's, yeah. it's probably the biggest. help that everyone requires perfect good yeah. martin thank yeah. you so much cool thank you so much akash take care thank you so yeah that was the episode with martin what do you think of it let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section if you're stuck around till now then i'm assuming you like the episode if you did then please please do hit the like button it's a small action from your part but goes a long way with the youtube algorithm If you're listening to this over audio though then consider sharing the episode with your family and friends. If you are on Apple Podcast then you can leave a rating and a review and yeah that helps with a very different algorithm. Cool. I can't wait for you guys to experience what we have next. But until then, ciao.